Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Shalom Yudim, Shalom Lebedei Noach, Shalom Goyim. It's the evening of the third day, Yud Aleph Beteves, Parashas Shmos, Tefshin Pei Beis, 5782. The evening of the second day, Tuesday, 21 December 2021, you're listening to the program, program webcasting on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com for another round of six weekly podcasts coming to you from divided Israel, divided between people proud and happy to be Jews and those who want to be indistinguishable from all the nations. In this week's edition, we will focus on... Um, Several days of chatter last week uh, among the chattering classes in politics and the media after the Minister of Public Security, Omer Barlev, reported in a tweet that he had spoken with a U.S. Undersecretary of Political Affairs about the threat from Iran and no less important in her mind was violence by settlers against the so-called Palestinians, about whom there is nothing Palestinian and everything Islamic. During which conversation, apparently, Minister Barlev said nothing of the violence by these so-called Palestinians against Jews, in particular those who live in uh, what both of these probably call the West Bank. This provoked outrage among Barlev's fellow Jewish Israelis, in particular the survivors of the satanic violence of these Muslims, which compared to Barlev's so-called extremist violence settlers, his language, when there is no comparison between the behavior against Arabs and their property by what commonly is a handful of hormonal teenagers and the truly evil, satanic, evil violence of these homicidal Muslim maniacs who commonly expect and want to be killed by Jews in their act of murdering Jews so they can get to Muslim paradise and rape virgins 24-7 for all eternity. Barlev did not talk about this, and worse, in, uh, in response to criticism, he justified his behavior. He made no apologies. In this edition, we will connect the official Israeli refusal as well since 1967 to this problem and to assert our rights to keep all the land we took from the Arabs in battle. Israel has never made the case that the land in question just happens to be our ancient homeland, the homeland of the Jewish people whose national name derives from the land here called Judea and Samaria, which fact too many Israelis uh, refuse to recognize and accept and use, probably like Minister Barlev. I would imagine in his discussions with uh, Victoria Newland, the Undersecretary of State, uh, they both refer to the West Bank. We will also shine a light on the Israeli practice of calling these murderers Palestinians when there's nothing Palestinian about them. And they themselves identify as Islamic Jihad, which has nothing to do with the myth of a Palestinian nation with national rights to our promised land. And we will get started after the following messages from IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Hello, I am Walter Bingham. If you want to hear the news behind the news and the true perspective on world affairs, then The Walter Bingham File is the program for you. We bring you interviews with the movers and shakers, political commentaries, and on-the-spot reports of events as they happen. All here every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Israel Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And it's all archived on our website. Make it a date.
Shalom Yudim, Shalom Lebanon Noach, Shalom Goyim. It's the evening of the third day. Yud Aleph Batevis Balashas Shmos Tavshin Pebes 5782. The evening of the second day, Tuesday, 21 December 2021. You're listening to the program program. Webcasting on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com for another round of six weekly podcasts coming to you from divided Israel between people proud and happy to be Jews and those who want to be indistinguishable from all the nations. The top story last week <clears throat> that went on the whole week was a tweet on Monday by Minister of Public Security Omer Barlev following his meeting that day in Jerusalem with State Department Undersecretary for Political Affairs Victoria Newland. He reported that she was, quote, interested in, among other things, settler violence and a way to reduce regional tensions and strengthen the Palestinian Authority, close quote. Minister Barlev said nothing uh, of his own words, which apparently lacked any mention of the homicidal rock-throwing Ishmael clones, the stabbing of Jews, the shooting of Jews, a.k.a. Palestinian settler violence. And they are settlers, make no mistake. The bulk of today's fraudulently labeled Palestinians are the seed of invaders from distant Arab lands starting in the 1920s. In reaction to the League of Nations creation, of the Palestine Mandate, mandated to create a Jewish homeland in a jurisdiction the Arabs had never known to be called Palestine. Basically, the, the League called for all the land from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, a.k.a. at the time otherwise known as Western Palestine, to be for the Jews, with a provision for Arab rule from the Jordan River eastward, a.k.a. in Eastern Palestine. This provided a much-needed boost to the Zionist movement, launched in uh, 25 years earlier, in 1897. And the mandate led to investment coming from abroad and pioneers coming from abroad and a major influx of illiterate Arabs looking for work. That's who today's putatively ancient Palestinians really are. Uh, anyway, last Monday, after that meeting between Minister Barlev and the State Department's Victoria Newland in which they talked of the problem of extremist settler violence, in Barlev's words. But he said, evidently, not a word uh, about the satanic homicidal Muslimaniacs attacking Jews. For this tweet, Omer Barlev uh, suffered a week of attacks, and he was forced to make explanations. Uh, the barrage began from the right, uh, from uh, Bezalel Smotrich, head of the religious party, Zionist religious party, blasting Prime Minister Naftali Bennett, for appointing this uh, so-and-so, he used a harsher word in Hebrew, from the, quote, sleepy fringes of the left. Uh, Jews here were outraged that Barlev had said nothing of the murderous violence against Jews that has no parallel to so-called uh, settler violence. Uh, not to understand, misunderstand yours truly, no one is more opposed to what the settlers do to Arabs here in that category than yours truly, uh, commonly executed by hormonal teenagers. That behavior commonly contributes nothing. Worst of all, we must never imitate these uh, barbaric savages. The survivors of Jewish families uh, savaged by these enemies of civilization, a dear ones knifed to death in their beds, their children knifed to death in theirs. Uh, a couple of days ago, a family in a car was hit by a thrown rock, children's eyes sprayed with glass, the family was screaming in terror. Smotrish spoke of Barlev coming from, quote, the fringes of the left, Though I question that. I, I think he just represents the founding fathers of the state, the post-religious social democrats, who believe Jews were at fault for anti-Semitism thanks to their beliefs and isolation from their neighbors, their Gentile neighbors, 
So in the Zionist state, there would, there would be no more Jewish beliefs and behaviors, very few of them at least. I once saw Shimon Peres say the purpose of Zionism was the normalization of the Jewish people. Omar Barlev is a son of the late Chaim Barlev, uh, same crowd, former IDF chief of staff, former combat pilot, uh, minister in various roles as a politician. Chaim Barlev was cut from the same cloth as Moshe Dayan and Yitzhak Rabin and Ehud Barak and Benny Gantz, all these IDF chiefs of staff. Uh, for this slice of Israeli society, Judea and Samaria uh, leave them cold. They have no feeling, no attachment. Their dream of peace is handing much of Judea and Samaria back to the Arabs who will become peaceful and cooperative good neighbors. So let's not do anything they think to get in the way of their wished-for two-state solution. Last week as well in Washington, the same day, the Minister of Defense Benny Benny Gantz met with Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, SDJ. Uh, That's not an academic degree, it's a professional title. And SDJ is a State Department Jew boy who, according to the Jerusalem Post, Lachav Kharkov, met with Gantz, and they spoke about Iran, but also uh, uh, Blinken insisted, quote, insisted they devote the same time discussing settlements as they did discussing Iran, which uh, Israeli diplomatic sources found baffling, in close quote. Israelis often are puzzled like this because they are Israelis, for whom much normative anti-Jew behavior subtle anti-Jew behavior passes under their radar. Uh, They think it's obvious that the menace of Holocaust 2.0 threatened by Iran is a huge concern in Israel versus extremist settler violence, Barlev's words. However unacceptable, it's simply not in the same category, magnitude of threat. What Israelis do not register is that Blinken's behavior is textbook SDJ behavior. He and his ilk daily on the job, must prove their loyalty to America and not to Israel. What was the Dreyfus affair about, if not the smear that the Jew Dreyfus, army officer, was not loyal to France, and he betrayed the country to the enemy Germans? The charge of dual loyalty haunts the professional lives of the State Department Jew boys and other IBJs in Washington. That's a similar category, and IBJ is an inside the Beltway Jew. In government, politics, the media... Uh, Blinken's behavior is the result of the necessity to broadcast concern for the victims of the Jews. If he does not do that, and the only topic is Iran, well, eyebrows in the State Department might be raised as to his loyalty to the United States of America. Everyday SDJs involved with policy regarding Israel are on guard, lest they be suspected of caring more about Israel than the United States. When Richard Nixon conferred with his advisors on Israel, Henry Kissinger was reported to be the most anti-Israel in the room, and not surprisingly because he acted like a Jew boy. Richard Nixon called him his Jew boy. In Henry Kissinger's defense, uh, remember that as a teenager in Nazi Germany, he likely walked in terror in his own town of Firth when passing a clot of boys in their Hitlerjugend uniforms. Henry likely was traumatized as a boy. Uh, This is 1930s Germany. In effect, last Monday in Washington, Benny Gantz had the same experience with Anthony Blinken, who's married to a Goya and was married by a Catholic priest and a Jew pretending to be a rabbi, as Barlev had with Victoria Nuland. So the talk of the town last week here for days in the print and electronic media was Barlev's silence 
reflecting a significant sectum of Israeli society that de-Judaized to our left emotionalists before the never-ending homicidal violence against Jews in Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem. It's as if these people feel, well, that's just the way it is, you know. These settlers choose to live among the Palestinians, the victims of Zionism. No wonder they strike out as they do. And I say Jews are stoned here because official Israel has never asserted its right to sovereign ownership and international recognition uh, of Israel as the legitimate landlord, the lord of the land of this territory. Israel has never staked its claim to this land that is legally and morally Jewish land. And when I say legally, I'm thinking of Gentile law. According to the laws of the Goyim, all the land from the river to the sea after World War I was slated to become the officially recognized, quote, historic Jewish homeland. That's language from the Palestine Mandate of 1922. But Israel has never demanded its rights in this regard, certainly not since 1967. In the United States, uh, in the 20th century, domestically, Jews were prominent in the struggle for the civil rights of Negroes. And it's about time the Jewish people demand and fight for their rights to own and rule in this land. Uh, a people no, under low legal or moral obligation to recognize the existence of a Palestinian nation, absence from all histories, with a right to a state in our historic homeland, Israel has to publicly declare Oslo and the two-state solution a dead letter, the rotten fruit of post-religious leftists.
Hi, everyone. This is Andrea Simento from Jerusalem inviting you to drop everything and join me on my show. Pull up a chair. We'll visit this week's quirky stories, meet fabulous guests, and discover my Israel. Together, we'll laugh, shout, and explain the topics that make us say, hey, we've got to talk about that. So get comfortable and pull up a chair with me, Andrea Simento, every Thursday on Israel News Talk Radio. Yeah, uh, we left off with the idea that Israel has never claimed its right to ownership and to rule in Judea and Samaria, which is immovable property. And this contributes to the apathy of Israelis like Bar-Lev, who continue to hope that someday the Arab Muslims here will accept Israel's idea of peace and cease their murderous violence. Fittingly, on Thursday of this week, uh, following the uh, during the focus on Bar-Lev, another Jew was murdered by Muslims. <clears throat> the culprits disguised by world anti-Jewry and unthinking Israelis as Palestinians, consider the uh, common language used by ynetnews.com to cover this latest Jew killing, in this case of a young husband and father, Yehuda Dementman, age 25, Hashemikom Dumo, last Thursday evening. The report said, quote, the Palestinian terrorists, the ones who did the deed, are affiliated with Islamic Jihad, which is an excellent example of Israel's hysterical denial and illogic. First of all, in this sentence, there's nothing Palestinian about these people, about these four perpetrators. Not one of them speaks Palestinian. Not one of them uh, has a religious has religion rooted in Palestine. Uh, elsewhere it is. Calling them Palestinian is a mistake, and especially so when in the same sentence they are described as, quote, affiliated with Islamic Jihad. That's like calling them uh, capitalists at the beginning of the sentence and communists at the end. It's a clash. The Palestinian identity that made its first appearance in a UN resolution in 1970 is a fictional national identity associated to the fantasy of Palestinians pining for a state when Islamic Jihad, that's the name of this terror cell, says it all. Their cause has nothing to do with a war of national independence for an ancient victimized nation, uh, victimized by foreign settler colonists, Islamic Jihad is what these assassins are all about. They're assassins. That's a word derived from a cult of homicidal Muslim fanatics in the Crusader period. Hamas came to be in the Gaza Strip in 1987 as a proclaimed local franchise of the Muslim Brotherhood, which had come into existence in 1928 in Port Said, Egypt in reaction to events in Turkey in the 1920s following the collapse of the Ottoman Caliphate in World War I and the civil war that followed, uh, won victoriously by Ataturk, who shamelessly set out to de-Islamize Turkey to the extent possible. He dictated the replacement of the Arabic alphabet in which Turkish was written by Latin letters. He also liberated women, I think from a headscarf and... Uh, he opened higher education uh, to them. He wanted the best of the Western liberal democracies in order to improve Turkey, which aspiration infuriated the old-timers. Hence, the rise of the Muslim Brotherhood to combat the culture of the West with its nation-states whose patriotism and concept of loyalty to a non-religious regime competed for similar emotions that Muslims wanted directed to Islam exclusively. 
In a way, the name Islamic Jihad reveals the inferior mindset of these uh, enthusiasts. The word Islamic is wholly redundant and unnecessary in this context. It's an adjective here and implies there are other forms of jihad. Beside the Islamic variety, uh, is there a Presbyterian jihad, perhaps? A Reformed Jewish jihad? No, only Muslims engage in jihad, for that is the essence of Islam. Holy war against non-believers. Islam licenses war against infidels who refuse to recognize Islam as the correct understanding of the religion of Ibrahim. And never mind the book of Genesis, chapter 21, reports that Ibrahim, Abraham, threw Ishmael out of his home. Uh, the cliche is to call Islam an, an Abrahamic religion when Abraham himself didn't think so. Uh, Islam has not one original religious concept. All is stolen from Jewishness. Only uh, as the Jews were bestowed by Allah their promised land with the right to dispossess the resident Canaanite peoples, who were just horrible people, so Islam claims the right to dispossess all infidels in the world of their countries. For thousands of years, the seed of Ishmael, whom the giant of biblical exegetes called a uh, highwayman, Rashi, in the 11th century, an armed robber, uh, the Arabs were illiterate nomads for 2,000 years, uh, lacking all conscience when it came to preying upon people, robbing them, and doing whatever else they wanted to to them. Uh, when their man Muhammad came along and coveted the far superior society of al-Yahud, the Jews, he simply stole their country and their religion, perverting it in such a way so that the sons of Ishmael could continue to be predators only now with religious sanction. Islam is all about waging holy war against infidels and taking over their societies and, of course, getting their hands on all the wealth of these infidels. The Palestinian national cause is a deception. These Arabs want to steal all the wealth that we Jews have produced here over the last century and a half, and they use Islam as their justification for this aggression. When they angrily protest Jews living in Judea and Samaria, and tell the New York Times that are stealing our land. What you're listening to is psychological projection. It is they who want to steal our land, the land we brought back to life from the dead created by the Muslims. It is now the fashion in Western universities in their corrupt and degenerate stage to teach that Israel is the product of settler colonialists and never mind their allegedly uh, imperialist homeland country is never named what after all is a colony, but a project of some home country, when Israel had no home country to uh, support the resurrection of this land, uh, paid for only by Jews. Before foreign aid programs in the 1950s to the new state, the Zionists in the land of Israel never got a penny from any government. No, Israel was never any imperial power's colony. Colonies began as business ventures, Local natural resources were to be marketed back in the home country and elsewhere. On the contrary, the Arab Muslim resistance to Zionism has always been the imperial power in this equation, trying to snuff out the existence of a tiny people who do not want to be overrun and conquered by a foreign imperial power. The Arab Empire, the Muslim Empire, the Arabs in Judea and Samaria are the real settler colonists, which is why anti-Jews today slander Israel with the charge that the Jews are. Jew hatred commonly is expressed in this fashion. Consider uh, the words of der Führer, Herr Hitler, 
who ranted that the Jews were out to conquer the whole world, enslave the whole world. It was the Jews, said Hitler, not me, not little Adolf. I'm not the one who wants to conquer the whole world. The Jews do. Mm -hmm. And so today, world anti-Jewry, uh, thanks to the hysterical blindness and deafness of Israelis, think we are the settler colonists abusing the indigenous people of this country. This is how the Arabs, the PA, talk. They believe they are the indigenous Palestinians when the Torah and the Midrash teach us that, indeed, Ishmael is a thief.
Are you interested in transforming your life, drawing closer to the Creator, and uncovering the deeper meanings and hidden treasures in the Hebrew Bible? Then join me, Rav Yitzhak Michelson, and me, William Hall, on the Science of Kabbalah, where we are seeking to narrow the gap between what we understand of our physical and spiritual worlds. So make sure to tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Israel Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on Israel News Talk Radio. Yeah, I'm afraid Israelis like uh, Minister of Public Security Omer Barlev tragically do not identify with the half million fellow Israeli Jews who live in Judea and Samaria. Worse, men like him are embittered by us because uh, we are evidence of their own camp's defective ideology, secular Zionism, the effort to strip Jews of the religion and reform them into just another nationality. Last Thursday, Yehuda Dementment, 25, Yashem Yikom Dimo, was murdered by Muslims affiliated with Islamic Jihad, as Israel's MSN continues to call these Palestinians, call these people Palestinians. Barlev's um, community resents men like Yehuda because he and his community have displaced Barlev's in the identical enterprise of repopulating our promised land, barren and desolate for 18 centuries. Yehuda was an idealist, a pioneer, a chalutz, no less than the anti-religious collectivists who led the people into statehood. One of the reasons the woke here hate the settlers is that we have replaced the secular chalutzim glorified in Leon Uris' historical romance Exodus and the Hollywood movie of the same name. No doubt they were heroes, all right, but time has exposed the ideology as incapable of transfer to their children and grandchildren, giving them the same zeal and heroism which was on display in the 1920s and 30s when leftists set up settlements not only overnight but within dangerous proximity to Arabs. For example, in 1938 in March, when the border kibbutz to this day, Hanita, on the Lebanese border was erected in one night, the settlers, led by such young 20-something people named Moshe Dayan and Yigal alone, they said that when they went to that area, they were going to into the lion's jaw uh, in Judea and Samaria, meaning settling in the midst of no less hostile and dangerous Arabs. Only today's settlers are religious, and that contributes to the hostility of secular Israelis like Barlev. Today's religious chalutzim are evidence of the demise of the left's ideology, which was passionately anti-religious. Omer Bar-Lev comes from that community of Israelis who still hold fast to the dream of the two-state solution, even though, and this is crucial to understand, uh, their rational minds must tell them that Israel cannot retreat from the Jordan River and hand back to the Arabs the hills of Judea and Samaria and survive. There is not one sober Israeli of any political faction who can make the case for retreat as a move that will improve our security because it will uh, melt the hearts of the ancient Palestinians. Thereafter, after we return Judea and Samaria to them, they'll become our smiling, friendly, cooperative neighbors. And what's really interesting about the two-state pipe dream is that one has never heard what a proponent proposes for the fate of the half-million Jews living in Judea and Samaria, whom the two-staters want to hand over, uh, to the, which the two-staters want to hand over to the Palestinian Authority which surely would go the way of PA rule in Gaza when Hamas kicked them out. 
What is never discussed by two-state delusionists is the fate of these half-million Jews when the allegedly moderate so-called Palestinian Authority is brought in and then the Muslim Brotherhood takes over, as in Gaza. Are these half-million Jews now expected to become loyal citizens in the new state of Palestine? Will they have to sing the uh, Palestinian national anthem as they become returned to being a minority of Jews in a Muslim-majority state? Actually, the PA itself is on record declaring it will not tolerate the presence of any Israelis in their new state, so the half-million will have to be, I guess, evicted, like the 10,000 in Gaza. Though I have heard a no-two-stater present a plan for their fate. Uh, will they be uh, put into refugee camps, uh, half a million of them? Ten cities maybe in the Negev, like the old mob wrote in the 1950s. Uh, Negev now is in possession of hundreds of thousands of Bedouin. The PA said in 1993 there will be no peace so long as one settler and one settlement remains. After Israel hands over the West Bank... And who's going to pay for this new wave of refugees not seen since perhaps the expulsion of Jews from Spain in 1492? A half million of them will be forced to uh, abandon their homes that they have every right to live in, in peace, tranquility, security. In other words, Barlev and the left are simply delusional in the wish that someday the Arabs will accept the Alon plan of 1967 which called for keeping some of Judea and Samaria, but returning most to the Arabs. Uh, Israel's best and brightest at the time thought this was their goal and remains the goal of such as Omer Bar-Lev and Yair Lapid. Typical of their slice of post-religious Israeli society, uh, there has never been any appreciation by them of the religious dimension of these murder attempts and successes, these small-bore terrorist aggressions against unarmed Jews... Uh, one report says Jewish mothers and wives in particular these days are being targeted on the roads in Judea and Samaria because they are believed to be unarmed, with Minister of Public Security Barlev expressing no concern for their welfare, discussing with Victoria Newland instead, quote, extremist settler violence, his language, as a pressing political problem. Israelis like these see Palestinian terrorists, who they of course uh, do not like, but they do accept their causes just. They do not see them as affiliated with Islamic Jihad when the entirety of the bloody resistance to Zionism has from the beginning been nothing but religious Islamic resistance. The leftists are infected with a kind of spiritual virus that robs them of their identity as Jews and gets them to identify with their people's mortal enemies. Yeah, last Thursday evening. Yehuda Dimantman, Hashem Yekom Demo, was shot to death, made a widow of his wife and an orphan of his little boy. And then that very night, his friends and fellow true Zionist pioneers erected the start of a new community near Hebron on land with no one living on it. They called it Nofe Yehuda, and did so, whether they knew it or not, in imitation of the first Zionists who thought their way. They, too, also paid little respect to the government, viz. the British mandatory authorities and they answered Arab terror, terror by building new communities. Friday morning, Yehuda was buried. Hundreds attended the funeral. Then afterwards, the post-Zionist authorities took down what the Jewish settlers had put up near Hebron. The IDF did the same thing to a similar effort near Chomesh, nearer the site of the murder of another Jew, believing he had the right to live on barren land in Samaria, bothering no one. Coincidentally, that very same morning, Friday, Makoli Shon newspaper reported that the civil administration in Judea and Samaria 
is soon to bless four new, count them, four new Palestinian Authority building plans in Area C. Ben-Joe Regavim, that uh, monitors the real estate in Judea and Samaria, recently reported over 5,000 illegal buildings in Area C, which the State of Israel has never done anything about because official Israel daydreams of the day. The Arabs in what the post-Zionists call West Bank will become peaceful and cooperative neighbors. And it is significant that none of the leading Zionist leaders here in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, left or right, regardless of political faction, use the term West Bank. As today's post-Zionists do, uh, they hope for a day when the Arabs in Judea and Samaria will be content with their lives and murder us no more, especially if we give them sovereignty over Judea, origin of the word Jew. These people aren't Zionists anymore. Okay, that's it for this uh, first podcast in a second series of six, generously sponsored by Floridians for the Safety and Security of Israel Institute. All who want the full story of how the Muslims invented the uh, Palestinians with help from world anti-Jews, Jewish and Gentile alike, uh, buy my book, Phantom Nation. It's long, but many say once you start reading, it's hard to put down. This week's music was provided by Gabriel Hasson. Aviel, and as always, we conclude with Yosef Karduner. You can also subscribe for three more podcasts each week at www.phantom-nation.com. If after a month it does not work for you, cancel and receive a full refund. Lana Tov from the occupied Jewish territories. <laughs> Yeah, oh, 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 oh
love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page, and don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 